Welcome to the Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church podcast, your place for positive, uplifting messages of hope. To learn more about the church, feel free to drop by fredericksdachurch.org. In the first part of his series, Decisions, Decisions, Pastor Quintana shows you how decisions you make today, even the seemingly insignificant ones, will affect you later. And by running to God, we will make the right choices in life. Decisions, decisions, decisions. We never make decisions, right? Well, the truth is we make decisions every day of our lives. And not just one or two. We make hundreds of decisions a day. But thankfully, none of those decisions are hard. None of those decisions that we need to make are difficult. The reality is that a lot of the decisions that we make are hard and are difficult. And my goal for this sermon series is to help us try to make the right decisions. I hear it all the time. People come by my office, people give me a call, and they say, Pastor Q, how can I be assured that I am making the right decision? Or what do you think I should do? What direction do you think I should go? And we're always faced with decisions and we want to make the right decisions, right? But doesn't it seem as though sometimes we're just ill-prepared? Like we're not equipped to make the right decisions? All too often we find ourselves in this dilemma. What do I do? What do I do in this situation? Uh, What job do I take? Or what school do I go to? Who should I date? Who should I hang around with? Um, What should I do with my bills? Should I return my tithe? Should I go to church today? Should I go to church this week? Should I serve? Should I help? And we're constantly faced with these decisions. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but I know that I sometimes feel, I don't know how to go about making these decisions to make sure that the decision that I make right now, right here, is the right decision. And sometimes I feel ill-prepared. Sometimes I feel like I'm not equipped to make the right decisions. It reminds me of a story that I remember telling the youth several years back about four people who were flying in a plane, two teenagers, an elderly person, and the pilot. And they were flying over the Midwest when the pilot runs out of the cockpit and he says to the passengers, I have bad news and I have really bad news. And he says, the bad news is we've run out of gas and we're going down. And everybody's like, what? He says, the really bad news is that I only have three parachutes. By this time, he was already wearing one. And he says, I'm taking one of them. I have a family. I have kids. I have an important job. And with that being said, he jumped out of the airplane. One of the teenagers that was sitting there had just been awarded the smartest teenager award. The smartest teenager in the ward award. And he says, I've just been awarded. Here's the certificate. I'm one of the smartest teenagers in the world. So I may come up with the cure for cancer. I may come up for the cure for AIDS. So I need one of the parachutes. He grabs one of the parachutes and he jumps out. The two that are left, the one teenager and the, and the older man look at each other. And the older man says, the older man says to the teenager, you know, you take the last parachute. I've lived a good life. 
I've made my peace with God. Why don't you take the last parachute? And the teenager says, we have nothing to worry about. The smartest teenager in the world just jumped out of the plane with my backpack. (laughs) And like that teenager, it seems like sometimes we jump out into life ill-prepared with the wrong equipment. And for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about decision-making. And hopefully as we go through Scripture, I can equip you, I can remind myself and equip myself on how it is that we make right decisions in life. You see, because the problem is, is that this is so important, this is so significant, because Oftentimes, even, it's even the small decisions, the small choices that we make in life that have the biggest impact. Do I decide to stay at work or do I decide to go home and spend time with the kids? Do I decide to go to church or I, do I decide to just do what I want? Do I decide to spend time with my wife or do I decide to go out and and watch TV? Oftentimes it's the little decisions in life that make the biggest difference in the long run. And so hopefully in these next few weeks, we can equip ourselves with the understanding of how it is that we can make the right decisions in life. There's a problem though. On the onset, before we even begin, we are at a disadvantage. We are at a huge disadvantage when it comes to making right decisions. I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 19, verse 9. Jeremiah chapter 19, verse 9. I'm sorry, chapter 17, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. I'm reading from the New King James Version this morning. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 says this. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And then he poses the question, who can know it? Because of sin in our lives, we are at a disadvantage when it comes to making decisions in life. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Your heart, your heart, your heart, your heart, my heart is deceitful. Your heart, my heart, will lie to us, will lie to one another. It is deceitful above all things. And it doesn't just say it's wicked. It says, no, no. It is really, 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 really wicked. It is desperately wicked. Who can know it? And because of sin in our lives, it is like there is a veil. It is like there is a cloud. And and it's hard for us to make right decisions in life. I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. 
Proverbs verse 14, verse 12 says this. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. There is a way that seems right to me, but the way of it is death. And for us, for those of you who are parents, you understand this very well. As you see your kids, your, your children growing up. And you sometimes you just scratch your head and you're, no, 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 you're just headed down the wrong path. You think you're doing the right thing. You think that this is going to bring you happiness. You think that this is going to fulfill your purpose. You think that this is going to bring you peace. But I know I've been there. I've done that. It's only going to bring turmoil. It's only going to bring pain. It's only going to bring sorrow. But for all of us, we all find ourselves in this boat because of sin. There is a way that seems right to us, but eventually if we go down that path, it will lead to our destruction. It will lead to our unhappiness. Eventually it will lead to our death. How can we avoid that? How can we avoid that? How can we equip ourselves so that we can make the right decisions in life? This sin thing isn't a little thing. This sin thing really blinds us and it it covers us from being able to distinguish what's right from wrong, the direction that we need to take, whether to the right or to the left. In fact, in the book of Obadiah, it says that the pride of your heart deceives you. The pride of your heart deceives you. The sin in your heart, selfishness, deceives you. And that's why Proverbs says that the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's why in the book of Proverbs, he says here that there is a way that may seem right to you, but that way will lead to death. We are at a disadvantage here. Because of sin in our lives. So the question that I want to answer in the next few weeks is how can we make sure that we're making the right decisions in life? How can we make sure that we're making the right decisions in life? Now, some of the things that we're going to cover this for in the next few weeks is, is decisions that sometimes are out of your control. I understand that there are circumstances in your life right now that are out of your control and they affect your life in a very powerful, in a very real way. I understand that. But, but what I want to try and, and help, help you understand is that there is no need to continue to put bullets in the barrel. There's one bullet which is called sin already in, in the barrel, in, in the gun. And our decisions, there's no need for us that by our decisions to continue to put bullets in that barrel of life. And so how can we, through our decisions, avoid making the wrong decisions? And it's interesting, and I I, I know I'm going to slaughter this name, but it's it's kind of a hard name, but Kierkegaard, Kierkegaard, an author... Kierkegaard, say it for me, that man. (laughs) He said this, not making a choice is itself a choice. We're faced with choices every day. And if even if you decide not to make a choice, 
that in of itself is making a choice. So if you decide not to do anything at all, if you decide to say, you know what, forget it. I'm not going to church. You know, forget it. I'm not going to decide whether or not I need to spend time with the kids or time with the family or time with the wife. Even if you decide, you know what, forget it. I'm just not going to worry about it. That in of itself is a choice. And again, the question that I want to answer is how can we make sure that we are making the right decisions in life? How can we be sure that we are making the right choices in life? Because as you will see in just a little bit, even the smallest choices in life can have a huge impact in our lives. When I think of the stories in the Bible, and I think about the choice of all choice, like the the decision of all decisions, the one that seemed to be the, the least but yet had the greatest impact Adam and Eve in the garden. I'd like for you to turn to, in your Bibles to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 3, starting with verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the way of it leads or ends in death. The pride of your heart deceives you. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, stop. Stop right there. How many of us wish that we could have been there in that moment when she was deciding whether or not to take of the tree And I I include Adam in this. How many of us wish we were there that moment? How many of us would have loved to have been able to jump from behind that tree and tackle them to the ground and pin them down and say, no! Would have been a little difficult being that they were like 15, 20 feet tall. But I would have done my best to pin them down. I would have bitten their foot or toe I don't know stop it doesn't seem like a big decision it doesn't seem like it's that important right now but stop 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 don't 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 we know the story they made their decision and like domino effect sin has gone all the way and it's still affecting us here today 
Bible says there in verse 6 that she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave it to her husband with her and he ate. The decisions that we make in life matter. And how is it that we can assure ourselves that we are making the right decisions in life? How is it that we can assure ourselves that we are, are, are being able to, to accurately differentiate between good and evil, right and wrong, so that we're making the right decisions day in and day out, every moment of the day, as little and as insignificant as that decision may seem, or however big that decision is, how can we make sure that we are making the right decisions? I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 9. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 gives us the answer. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is what? Understanding. How can we assure ourselves, how can we be confident that we are making the right decisions in life? It all starts right here with the fear of God. Now let me explain this to you real quickly because this doesn't mean like, oh, fear, no, God, and you're running away out of fear like we, we often think of when we think of fear. That's not what this word means. What this word means is to be in awe of God. In other words, you are in the presence of God and you are so enamored by his glory. You are so enamored by his majesty, by his greatness, that you are in awe and you are standing there in awe of him. And the Bible says that that, the fear of God, is the beginning of wisdom. And what we see happening in Genesis, what we see happening with Adam and Eve is we see Adam and Eve running away from the presence of God. And just a few verses later, you will read that when God went searching for them, they were hiding themselves from God. And so what you see is you see a couple running away from God as opposed to running to the presence of God. You see, because that awe, that fear will only come when you are in the presence of God. And the only way that you can be in the presence of God is if you're moving towards God, not away from God. And when you go through all of scripture and you read the stories of men and women who've made right decisions or they have made poor decisions, wrong decisions, you see that being played out. You see them either running away from God, making poor decisions, or you see them running towards God and making the right decision. Even though that decision at the time didn't seem like the right thing. For instance, look at Jonah. You see him running away from God, making what? Poor decisions. 
But as soon as he started to run towards God, you see him making the right decisions. You look at the life of Joseph, for example. His brothers made poor decisions as they were running away from God. But here, Joseph, running towards God, was making the right decisions. And even though it didn't seem like the right decision at the time, in the long run, it proved true that Joseph had been making the right decisions. You want to assure, you want to make sure that you're making the right decisions in life, then you need to be running towards God, not away from God. Because it is the fear of God where wisdom begins. It is an understanding of his holiness. It is being there in his holiness that will bring about the understanding that you need to make the right decisions. Now, for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about this in detail. We're going to be talking about how can we know the will of God. We're going to look at some practical questions that we can ask ourselves in order to determine um, what is the right decision. But, but I need to set the stage by telling you this overall overarching principle to, this, to the foundation to, for this whole series. That if you want to know the will of God. God, if you want to make the right decisions in life, the overarching principle is this, that you need to be running towards God, not away from God. The minute you start chasing other things, the minute that you start chasing um, uh, secular books for understanding, or, or the minute that you start um, uh, seeking um, advice from from friends or, or from doctors or from um, financial consultants or from lawyers or attorneys. As, 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 if that is your priority, if that is your goal, you're bound to make poor decisions. Now, I'm not saying that God may not use attorneys and financial consultants. I'm not saying that God may not use uh, uh, books. But what I'm saying is, is that your priority The priority in your life needs to be pursuing God, running towards God, not away from him. When you read the story of Daniel, a man who was taken captive into Babylon, a man who was faced with decision after decision after decision, you read in the book of Daniel that Daniel purposed in his heart to honor God. You see a man that even though his circumstances weren't the best, he purposed in his heart. He said, you know what? The theme of my life is going to be to run after God. It's to seek his will. It's to seek his understanding. That is the purpose of my life. And as a result of that, you see Daniel making right decision after right decision after right decision after right decision. Even though some of those decisions didn't sound all that good like, okay, Daniel, really, they're going to throw you in the lion's den. But no, because he was pursuing God on his knees, because he was pursuing God in his life, He was able to make the right decision. And even though he was lowered down into the den of lions, God was able to show everyone that he had made the right decision. We need to be pursuing God, running after God, not away from him. 
I share this next story with you with permission. But just this last week, I was visiting this young man in jail. He's been in jail now since November. Seven months awaiting his trial, which is next Tuesday. His first of two. His second trial comes in August. So he will have been in jail a total of nine months. He faces up to 15 years in prison if he is convicted. And I went and and the reason why he's in jail right now is because he's not a citizen. He has his green card and so he's considered a flight risk. And so he's in jail right now waiting for his trial. And he's been in jail since last um, since last November. And, and as we were talking, he says, Pastor, I did not do it. I was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. He says, I knew before even going there that I should not have been. I knew I shouldn't have gone. I knew I shouldn't have placed myself in that situation. As we talked, he talked about how he's been away from church. How he really hasn't been pursuing the things of God. And he's just been kind of, you know, doing his own thing. And, and now he, he says to me, I, Pastor, I knew I shouldn't have been there. And I said to him, I said, you know, it's interesting that, that you say this to me because my sermon this week is about decisions. The decisions that we make in life and how those decisions in life affect us. And he says, this is unbelievable. You have to tell them. You have to share this with them. And then he said this to me. He says, you make sure and tell the young people. He said, make sure and tell the youth that even the small decisions that they make in life can impact the rest of their life. He says, I knew I shouldn't have been there. He says, I I, I just knew I should not have placed myself in that situation. I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. I made a, a poor decision and because of it I'm here seven months looking at another two months possibly looking at 15 years in prison because I made the poor because I made a poor decision he says you got to tell the youth that the decisions that you make here right now today can affect the rest of your life And I'm here to tell you that the way that we make the right decisions in life is to run to God, not run away from God. I think of a good friend of mine. We were best friends growing up in Philadelphia. His older brother, both of them straight-A students. And uh, we hung out all the time. We were really good friends. His older brother, because he was you know, three years older than, than me, you know, we didn't hang out that much, but, but um, there was a time in his life where things started to shift and, and a very, very devout um, church-going, very Christian family. Um, but for some reason, he started hanging out with the wrong crowd and, and he stopped, you know, going to church and, and he just started doing his own thing. And, and listen, I, I'm not trying to equate going to church with making the wrong decisions. I, don't miss the point here. The point is, are you pursuing God? However that occurs in your life, are you pursuing God or are you running away from God? But, but this young man stopped going to church. He, he, he got rebellious. He started um, hanging out with the wrong crowd, started making really poor decisions. And he was making those poor decisions, guess what? 
because he was running away from God and not to God. This young man and a night and a party was offered a drug. Everyone else is doing it, right? What's the big deal? I'll do it once. If I don't like it, I'll never do it again. And he took that drug. It was a defective drug. How can a drug not be defective? I don't don't understand that. But he took a, a drug that was bad. Messed him up. Messed his brain up. For the next few years, he was homebound, not having his his senses. He was mentally retarded. It eventually led to his death three years after that party. Harmless? No big deal. Everyone else is doing it. No problem. But yet that one decision affected his life, affected his family's life, affected his brother's life, affected everyone else around him, that one poor decision. And that decision took place as he was running away from God as opposed to running to God. As we begin this sermon series on decision-making, it is important for us to recognize that for us to make the right decisions in life, We need to be running to God, not away from God. The moment that we start running away from God is when we start loading up that barrel with extra bullets that don't need to be there. The moment that we start running away from God is when we start making poor decisions. Decisions that hurt, decisions that bring pain, decisions that bring loss, And as we begin this sermon series on decision making and we're going to talk about how can we know the will of God, how practical questions that we can ask ourselves on how we're making sure that we're making the right decision, the framework, the foundation, the one thing that we need to always keep in mind is that if we want to make the right decisions in life, we need to be running to God and not away from God. Because as I remind you, that text that we read in Proverbs, it is the fear of God that is the beginning of all wisdom. It is in his presence. It is as we stand in awe of him that we are able, that we are equipped to make the right decisions in our lives. Remember, for us to make right decisions, we need to be running to God. Our Father in heaven, Lord, this morning, we want to dedicate our lives to you. And Lord, we want to keep our eyes on you. We want to walk towards you. We want to run to you. We're tired of the pain. We're tired of the hurt. And so often it's so easy for us to blame you for the circumstances in our lives. And yes, there's circumstances in our lives that are out of our control. I understand that. But so many of our choices, so many of the circumstances that we're in are as a direct result of our choices that we make. Whether financially, whether in our marriage or with our children, whether at work. God, we're coming before you understanding several things, that we need your help, that we need you to lead and to guide us. And so God, 
Help us to always remember to run towards you because in so doing, we will find ourselves in your presence and in your presence, it'll all be clear. We will know right from wrong. We will know what decisions need to be made. God, we thank you in Jesus' name. No matter where you are on your spiritual journey, Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church would love to help you along the way. We are a family-oriented, grace-filled church serving the Frederick, Maryland area. You can feel free to learn more about us at frederickSDAChurch.org. And for more podcasts, click on Sermon Audio.